0: Welcome in, listeners, to a very fantastic episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have a full house in store for you today, and I am not kidding when I say full house. We have the largest group we've ever had on our show, and we are so excited to bring it to you. Today, we have several artists that are part of the Days of the Dead Festival being presented by Frigid New York. It's running October 20th through November 2nd at Under St. Mark's and the Crane Theater, And you can get your tickets and information by visiting frigid.nyc. We have several groups, as I mentioned, from a few of the shows that will be playing at this year's festival, and we're so excited about that. So to our wonderful groups that are here, I want to extend a huge welcome. Thank you all so much for joining us. It's so wonderful to see your faces. I wish all of our listeners could see it, but thank you. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Nice to be here. Thank you great to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to get the general question right out of the way a little bit of a recap because we actually have had this festival on our show a year ago. So, Martha, I'm going to call on you real quick. Can you tell us a brief synopsis about what the days of the dead festival is.
1: Absolutely. The Days of the Dead Festival started before it was a festival. We as a company, something from abroad, have been doing a play about the Days of the Dead, the Dia de Muertos that is celebrated in Mexico, and a cabaret, which celebrates the, the holidays as such, like celebrating our, a loved one that had passed away with like songs. So Frigid asked me, before I was part of the Frigid team, and I was just like part of the resident companies, Frigid asked me, what would be your ideal thing you know, to do? And I was like, oh, I wish I could have a Days of the Dead festival. I wish it would be a whole celebration instead of just one night of us doing a cabaret, a couple of weeks of the season. It's Halloween, it's Days of the Dead, it's the spooky season. So this festival basically brings together shows that are celebrating death and, and life and everything, death and dying and And the the spooky seasons on Halloween, we have some, you know, vampire themed things. I love the mix. I'm not a purist of tradition. Uh, So some some shows are celebrating death, some shows are celebrating death, some shows are celebrating Halloween. And I just love the diversity of these shows. I love that there's music, there's theaters, there's readings, there's cabaret, there's burlesque. So exciting, so exciting. So yeah, it's basically that. It's basically celebrating the season, celebrating the holidays with, with some good art.
0: I love it. And this is one of my favorite festivals that happens here in New York. It's a wonderful festival. And we've got some great shows representing this year's festival. So why don't we go ahead and meet some of them? I want to start with this great show, A Disaster with a Cut Dad Bod. And I want to bring on Stephanie Oaken, who's the playwright and producer of the show. Stephanie, could you tell us a little bit about your show?
2: Yes. So... Our show is Disaster with a cut dad bod. We are double-billed with the lovely playwright Zed Hope Simon, who I just met at the Mingle, who's very nice. And our show is about on a bright Halloween day, two down-and-out souls are united by a kind stranger to get out of their own misery and away from the so-called loved ones who haunt them. And the play explores gaslighting, the impacts of verbal abuse and being insulted by someone you love and generally toxic relationships. And Halloween is the bizarre backdrop that kind of sums up the craziness and the weirdness of those toxic relationships.
0: That sounds very cool and interesting. The next show we'd like to introduce you to is Here Between the Beyond, an evening of haunting one acts. And for that, I'm going to jump to Orlando Rodriguez, who is the playwright of the show, as well as one of the performers. Orlando, can you tell us a bit about your show?
3: Yeah, Here Between and Beyond is going to be a series of haunting one acts with with various playwrights kind of going through it different actors as well. We'll be performing the 21st and the 23rd. What if you want to give a little bit more?
4: Yeah, it's five one acts and they're all tied together by an unofficial one act, you could say, which is anthology, tying all the pieces and into one cohesive night of, of one acts that are spooky and funny and just everything in between.
0: That is very cool. I want to jump to the director and performer, Regina Romero, who has this great cabaret, Night with the Dead. Would you tell us a little bit about that?
5: Hi, yes. So it is a wonderful opportunity to be able to direct this cabaret show that has been running since 2018, which is before the festival got established. And... It is just a night of celebration for Dia de Muertos because I think Marta and I, we're both from Mexico and our favorite holiday is Dia de Muertos and the tradition is so rich that we always want to open it up and share it with the public. So we'll have music, we'll have poems, we'll have burlesque, we'll have drag. So it's truly just dedicating a piece of art to your loved one. And also sharing, you know, Pan de Muerto with the audience, hopefully, and enjoying the night.
0: Fantastic. Karen Iterovich, (laughs) you're the director of the show, Mina. Can you tell us a bit about that?
6: Yes, we are calling it a roller coaster ride of passion, romance, and science. Meet the original STEM girl, Mina. She tells Dracula from her, the story of Dracula from her point of view. What's new is that I don't think of all the versions of Dracula, we've ever seen the women's point of view. I think it's always been fra- examined from the male perspective.
0: Fascinating. The next show we'd like to introduce you to is Into the Night, which is being co-produced, hosted, and performed by Kristen myoski myoski Majoski, I apologize. Got it. All right,
7: yeah. We're doing a a burlesque tribute to Halloween. We have five acts. We've been really lucky to get some awesome performers bringing all the diaspora of spook and mischief. And it's just a naughty, fun time. There's gonna be a lot of go-go and camp and surprises. So just a really, really good
0: spooky time. Fabulous. Who doesn't love a good go-go show, right? (laughs) Now we're going to switch over to Jody Lynn McClintock, who's the playwright and performer of the show, Nell's Plague Play.
8: Yeah, we are. It's a brand new play that I wrote, and it takes place in 1616, and it's on All Souls Day, which is also in the Celtic tradition, Samhain. So that is the Celtic equivalent of the Days of the Dead, when the souls cross over the threshold, and it explores whether or not people from the future can come back and visit, as well as Shakespeare, who Nell is the wardrobe mistress for the king's men, and whether or not he will come back, because that's also the year of his death, and guide her through the plague and back out into the world.
0: Very fascinating. As we continue, we've got Eve Blackwater, the playwright, co-producer, and the musician on the show, Broke Neck Girls, the Murder Ballad Musical.
9: Hi. So, Broke Neck Girls, the Murder Ballad Musical is, as you can guess, a musical comedy about murder. There's this sort of cultural fascination with true crime podcasts and Netflix horror, Netflix horror and death and and, uh, dead young women is a a theme in a lot of these things. And that's actually not a new fascination. Hundreds and hundreds of years ago, before even novels, stories about death and murdered women were passed around through songs. So I took a bunch of these songs, which were all based in, in true crimes. And I researched the history and wove all of these tales together and this is a small town where the women just keep on getting murdered and a bunch of the men get get murdered too and there are three kind of unusual women who find out that they have quite a bit in common with each other amid all the murders
0: love it love a good true crime show yes as we begin to wind things down we've got a great show called take it away cheryl that's written and performed by Kate Warner. Kate, tell us a bit about your show.
10: Hello. I'm calling in from a coffee shop today. So if you hear any voices in the background, maybe they can just be like a ghost chorus to suit the spooky theme. But Take It Away, Cheryl is a tragic comic trip. It's a solo show that's attention deficit and flirty and crazy and spooky. But it's about a woman named Cheryl who works at her family's kissing booth at the county fair, where men stop coming for kisses and they start coming for emotional labor and caretaking. So there's a spooky twist that happens partway through the show that you'll have to just come and see for yourself. And it is going to be the U.S. slash New York premiere of the show after we had our international premiere at the 2022 Edinburgh Fringe Festival.
0: Very cool. Wow. Uh, uh, I... Thank you. Now we have the producer Vic Liu, who has a show called Life, a Celebration.
11: Yep. Hi, I'm here presenting up sorry i'm here on behalf of the rest of the paper crane team we do a monthly variety show featuring acts ranging from anything of burlesque to comedy from play to short films it's really a space for artists to try new things and this month as part of the festival our theme is life a celebration and so this month you see some of these exciting new artists trying out new things at our stages and we do this every single month at last wednesday at 7 30. so excited to see you on october 25th for this month's show
0: love it very cool and rounding out our panel today we have the playwright and director miguel loyola who show odyssea and the flowers of the sun can you tell us a bit about your show miguel
12: my show it's called uh, odyssea or odyssey and the flowers of the sun and it's a play I wrote 10 years ago when I was living in the mountains of Mexico. And it's actually a play about the day of the death of the people that has died on the, on the road. So the story starts with Odyssey that her, uh, she loses her mother in a war in Ithaca. And Tiresias, the, 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 great, the great prophet, tells her that she has to go to faraway lands to look for some flowers, that they're no red or black. They're the color of the sun. So he builds, she builds up a boat and she goes into Mexico, Little Odyssey, and through the Mexican traditions of the Day of the Death and dealing with people that had died on the road. And those stories that you're going to hear are from the people that ha- that I was working with. Those are real stories. And through them, she starts to understand the Mexican tradition. She finds the flowers of the sun and well... And then we will know about the end and the play, so I don't spoil it. <laughs>
0: I love it. So listeners, this is just a snapshot of some of the shows that we'll be playing as part of the Days of the Dead Festival, presented by Fridge in New York. So these aren't just all the shows, just a few of them. So we're excited to have them all here. So let's go ahead and dive a little bit more into these. My first question for a few of you is, what has it been like developing your work? And I'm going to dive over to Frank Farrow, who's the artistic director involved with Mina. Frank, what's it been like developing Mina?
13: Well, luckily, we had a, a an actor, one of our associate actors in the company, and he brought up the idea of doing Mina from her perspective, the Dracula story. So, you know, I know that I think Karen maybe could tell more about the development of the play, but we do look for... We were looking for something last year, we did for for the first time last year in New Jersey, location called The Hermitage, which is a national landmark house. And we tried to find things that would bring audiences to that location. And so that play came up in mind, but Karen, if it's okay with you.
6: At The Hermitage, we, we did a stage reading last year and it was quite successful. We had two performances of the stage reading. It was a play in two acts. When Frank talked to us about the exciting possibility of coming to the Days of the Dead Festival, we said, you know, let's let's trim this down now and make it 55 minutes. And Richard and I got to work on the script over the summer. I met with him a few times and we trimmed it down and we we, we got a great gal to play Mina. Her name is Riley Hacker. And we're very excited about it because we feel like we're telling uh, Bram Stoker's, uh, you know, more realistically what Bram Stoker's story was, which actually also had a lot of humor in it.
0: That's very cool. I want to go to the show A Disaster with the Cut Dad Bod, and I want to talk to Molly Rose Smith, the performer, and ask the same question. What's it been like developing this piece?
14: Well, it's been... Quite exciting. We just had our first cold read last night with Carol Dorn as the director and then Eduardo Ramos as Raul and Dan Pavisic as Sal. It's really exciting. It's it's coming to life so quickly and Stephanie has written such a, a beautifully composed, succinct dramedy about sort of the pitfalls of relationships that are not all good or all bad and what happens when when the people that you love the most are not necessarily healthy for you, but you don't want to entirely ice them out of your life and how to sort of establish emotional boundaries without losing community. Yeah, so it's been wonderful so far. And I'm excited for our blocking rehearsal and onward.
0: Love it. I want to bring a new voice in here. And I say new, but it's actually a returning voice. Akia Squitieri. Uh, You're the artistic director behind Here Between the Beyond and Evening of Haunting 1X. What has it been like developing that piece or having a hand in that?
14: It's been really exciting for a lot of reasons, while Halloween is also one of my favorite holidays to just with the Creel departing in December we have a lot of love for this space and it was really important that we did something on the stage before the end of the year we've been artists in residence in the past for several years I used to be on staff at horse trade Lau frigid so we just have a lot of love for the staff and the space so it was really we were just really excited to bring this unique art like group of artists you know it's always fun when we get to mash up a lot of different playwrights and, and this was such a cool exercise because we had a three line and a, and a theme that really tie all these pieces it, like this is an exploration about how we honor the dead and it's a compilation of different playwrights and each piece really rages in tone and has a different style of storytelling all around this theme which is super exciting we all of our playwrights ex- I think we have one new voice most of the playwrights on this are resident playwrights so they also really know the toll of our ensemble and we were able to pair up teams of like director playwright and ensemble members that really just have that shorthand with each other and could really dive into the work and they're all new pieces. So like they've been getting tweaked in the rehearsal space and each of the actors are really going to be able to put their own imprints on the work, which is always exciting and cool. And we're just excited to share space with all of this other amazing work that's going to be happening on the stage at the same time too.
0: That is fabulous. Vic, I want to bring you back in with your show, Life a Celebration. Now, you mentioned this is a monthly show that you all kind of do. I mean, not this particular iteration of it, but with it being a monthly installment, is there a message or a thought you hope that audiences that see your productions take away from them?
11: Yeah, of course. I think so much of what we do is new work development, and we really want this to be a safe space for everyone to be able to try new things. So that includes everyone... Else who's on this podcast right now, if you have a show that you want to get developed and have it tried out, we we're here as a resource for you. We also have a charity component outfit. So other than some of our profit goes back to Frigid and support the work that Frigid does, we also select a charity every single month. So the rest of the revenue from that month, and also we do a little bake sale every single month. All of the Proceed from those goes to a charity that we chose related to a theme in some regards. So, this month we're honoring one of our members of this community who have sadly passed away and no longer with us to support a charity for a cost that he cares a lot about, which is chess. So, this month we're supporting a, a gift, uh, sorry, a gift of chess, which is this wonderful organization that gives sets to kids across the city and we're very excited to have them on board and every month we choose a charity like that we really believe that um art can be used for a social change and we do that through our charity works and also through providing the safe space for people to try things
0: fabulous that is absolutely wonderful I would love to know the message or thought that audiences should take away from Nell's plague play. So for that, we go to the playwright and performer Jody Lynn McClintock.
8: Well, it's interesting because hearing Karen talk about Mina, it's definitely from the female perspective rather than it's about a woman who is involved in a world, a company of men alone. And It started as a message about COVID and isolation and how do we come out of that when we come out of isolation and why do we come back out into the world and engage? But then as I've been writing it, things happened in life like the overturning of Roe v. Wade and suddenly it became... Uh, a feminist Elizabethan Jacobean piece, because I wanted to put the thoughts about the year 2020, but also about 2023 into the perspective of 1616. And how do we all emerge from this horrible thing that we just have done, but also honor our women and give them voice and power as artists?
0: Love that, very empowering. Kate Warner, what is the message or thought you are hoping audiences take away from taking away Cheryl?
10: Well, I hope that instead of imparting audiences with a message, it provides audiences with a space to explore their relationship to caretaking. I think that Cheryl herself is just this feminine archetype of a caretaker and I say feminine just because of her positionality and her identity but I think that that is an archetype that a lot of people can relate to from a variety of identities and I hope that in exploring some of the power that Cheryl has but also some of her struggles and some of the downfalls that she meets along the way I I hope that everyone can kind of enter this space where they consider their own personal relationship to how they perform as a caretaker and maybe places where they can begin to choose to take care of themselves.
0: Fabulous. I want to round this question out by going to Eve Blackwater. You know, as a true crime buff myself, my ears pricked up as you were discussing true crime podcasts and such, I was like, yes, anytime someone asks me, what do you do besides the theater? I think I turn them off when I go, oh, tell me more about murder. You know, it's <laughs> definitely not a lot of people's go to right away from the theater. But what is the messenger thought you hope audiences will take away from Broke Girls, the murder ballad musical?
9: The main thing I think is it's a comedy. So I hope people will be engaged and have a good evening. For me as an artist, that was extremely important in all of the, the deeper messages kind of fall in under comedy. It's really an exploration of our own feelings about violence against women. I hate the idea of violence against women, but I do watch every Netflix, every Netflix show about murder. You know, you see the picture of the girl, you know, she's about to get murdered. I want to watch it. So it's kind of a chance for us all to explore that within ourselves without, shame or fear in a fun, musical, kind of messed up, messed up way. And then, of course, there are messages of female friendship and victims becoming victimizers. So many messages.
0: I love that, though. That's wonderful. I want to now ask the question, who do you hope have access to your show? And I want to start with... Orlando Rodriguez and Yuvia Almanza and their show Here Between the Beyond, and Evening of Haunting One Acts.
4: So the wonderful thing about our show is that it is pay what you can. So I really hope that, that people that want to see theater more often, but maybe are unable to, for financial reasons, are able to go out and, and enjoy some some spooky theater. And yeah, my, my, my goal is, is, or my hope is that, you know, one day we're able to find a way to make theater accessible for everyone, regardless of income levels. So I, I love that, that it is pay what you can. and, And hopefully we'll get some people that aren't usually able to go to the theater and watch this.
3: Yeah. And it's definitely a very very show. It's a series of one acts. Each one act is completely different. And I feel like everybody will find a story to attach to. Maybe not all the stories, but one of the stories will definitely reach to you. Um, it talks It's such a variety of how we interact with death, with the beyond, all of what's in between. And as Yuvia was mentioning it, that's the accessibility that we're hoping for. You will go into the theater, and I'm sure one of the stories will reach out to you. So just come and pay what you can.
0: Yeah, I love that. Miguel, who do you hope have access to Odyssey and the Flowers of the Sun?
12: For us, the show it's like open for everybody. And basically, I think so, uh, because a lot of my actors are from Colombia, Puerto Rico, and Mexico. So we are looking forward for a broader Latin American community to come and see the play. Also, there's people coming from Philadelphia and from Washington and from outside. My friends from camp are actually coming to see the play. So I'm also excited about that because people that I have not seen for like 10 years. And yeah, they're also excited because I did like I was the director of theater in a camp. So they're coming over as well. So it's it's a play that is also like for children from like 10, 11 years old, because the main character is a, it's a girl. That she's 11 years old, actually. That's our main character. Odyssey is a little girl. So, yeah, it's a child's play that talks about the relationship between Greek mythology and Mexican ideology. So it's also the relationship of Mexican with our European background and our Mesoamerican background.
0: Fabulous. Now, we've been talking a lot about these great shows, these great stories, but I want to bring in our two of our cabaret and burlesque shows because I'm very fascinated by these two. This, these are two styles of theater you don't normally see in festivals a lot. So I want to first ask Kristen Mayoski with Into the Night, who do you hope have access to this show, this great show?
7: Our show is for everyone we produced a couple shows at the crane with frigid and my co-producer stiletto sinclair andrea and i and they've been so kind to us and we love the crane and we've been having shows on monday nights industry night sort of as an idea people that work weekends have weekend obligations but maybe still want a little bit of fun so if you love 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 halloween and you love the idea of nightlife, but you still want to sit down and be in bed at 930. Now you do not have to choose, And that's part of why we love having it at at the crane and at theater.
0: And we've had a really, really fun time. Love it. That's fabulous. And then rounding us out, Regina Romero, you've got the great cabaret show Night with the Dead. Who are you hoping have access to the show?
5: I hope that people that are not familiar with the Avenuertos Muertos and the beautiful tradition that we have in Mexico are curious and come see our show because I think that is what excites us as, you know, directing this cabaret and producing it and forming in it is just how different this tradition is from just looking at death as a cold, scary event it's more about celebrating and having this space to reunite with your loved one and reconnecting even though they're that they're dead they're still with us so i think that is our audience we cherish it and we even have their names of loved ones that passed away from them we put them on stage as well so that they also celebrate their loved one. So I think if you don't know about the beautiful tradition of dia de Muertos, come see our show. It is so enriching.
0: That is fantastic. There's one last person I would like to ask regarding access. And of course, that's our curator, Martha Lorena Preve. Martha, who do you hope have access to this festival as a whole?
1: Honestly, I hope that the community, as as it was mentioned here, the shows have a sliding scale. So we have this, we have this idea. This I'm missing the word in English right now, but like motto, <laughs> that no one gets left without a ticket. So all of our shows have a sliding scale. We're hoping that the community that lives around our theaters, you know, the Lower East Side community, will come to see it. This is such a diverse group. We're hoping to attract, you know, all kinds of people for all kinds of walks of life. Hopefully people that speak Spanish will and and identify with the culture of, you know, with the Mexican culture, Mexican people can come and celebrate with us the Days of the Dead. And although our spaces are not accessible, we are streaming some of the shows. So if you are unable to leave your house or, you know, you are not in the area, we're also hoping that people outside of the city, the state, and even the country We'll be seeing these shows on the streaming. So we're, our doors are always open and we are we're hoping to attract a, a really broad audience. We are all about the indie theater community. And that's why we are, we are for and to the community. and that's something that is very excited about Frigid. I also wanted to mention Andrew, we have a, a headliner for the festival. Jaime Lozano and Florencia Cuenca, they couldn't be here today, but they are going to have a show. A This is a concert called Mi Ofrenda Mis Canciones. They've been performing in Lincoln Center and the public and Joe's Pub. They have this, they're releasing an album of Broadway, but like a mariachi style of Broadway songs. So they are a Mexican husband and wife duo that have been working together um, in New York and we're having them as headliners of the festival. So they're going to be, performing at the cabaret for like uh like one or two songs and then they have their own concert on October 22nd at 8 p.m and also they're part of this this wonderful group of artists so we are just so excited for this lineup and I thank you so much for having all of us here. <laughs> I just needed to say that again. <laughs>
0: sure to ask as we wrap up if our listeners want any more information about the days of the dead festival or about any of your shows or about any of you perhaps they would like to reach out to you how can they do so and i would like to start with stephanie Oaken.
2: yes hi so you can check us out on Instagram at the cut dad bod underscore play. We're just vamping it up now and we're having fun with it. And or on Facebook, we have the cut dad bod play on Facebook. And our show dates are October 30th and November 1st at Under St. Mark's Theater, or you can live stream us from anywhere in the world, wherever you are. And yeah, come see our absurd little play.
0: Wonderful. Regina Romero, how about you? If
5: you are interested in finding more information for A Night with the Dead, the Cabaret Show, please come watch it or stream it on October 20th at 7 p.m. at the Crane Theater. And you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at something from abroad. That is a theater company that is producing this cabaret. And you can also follow us on social media. So, hope to
0: see you there. Amazing. Karen Aterovich, <laughs> how about you with your show, Mina?
6: All right. We have a website, firstflighttheaterco.com. We, Mina, The adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula is performed on October 23rd, 25th, and November 2nd. Is that right, Frank?
13: Yes, that's correct. And First Flight Theater Company gave our website. You can also email us at firstflight2018 at gmail.com. 2018 is when First Flight was formed five years ago.
6: And we are on Instagram and Facebook. At First Flight 2018, sorry.
13: And folks can live stream Mina or of course see it live. Very scary when it's
0: live, especially. Love it. Kristen, fabulous Kristen Majoski with Into the Night. If you're interested in seeing a really spooky,
7: diverse, creative burlesque show for Halloween, Monday, October 23rd at the Crane Theater. Doors open, and it should be a, a really, really great time. You can follow us at Sins and Stardust Burlesque on Instagram, or look out for me, Jackie Galaxy, or my co producer, Stiletto Sinclair.
0: Jody Lynn McClintock with your fabulous show, Nell's Plague Play.
8: Yes, Nell's Plague Play has one performance, 5.30 p.m. on November the 1st in the Crane Theater, but it is also streaming anywhere in the world that you can get the internet. And if you want more information, my website is just my name, Jody Lynn McClintock, all small case, www.jodylynnmcclinic.com.
0: Wonderful. Eve Blackwater with Brokneck Girls, the Murder Ballad Musical.
9: We are at the Crane Theater on October twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and thirtieth at seven o'clock, and you can find us on Instagram at broke Neck Girls. It's one one word Brokneck, because the girls get their necks broken, you know. And Brokneck Girls also on Facebook. And we do have a page on my website, which is eveblackwater.com.
0: Wonderful. Orlando Rodriguez and Yuvia Almanza with Here Between the Beyond and Evening of Haunting One Acts.
4: You can find out more about Here Between and Beyond on the Rising Sun website. That is www.risingsunnyc.com. You can also find us on social media using at Rising Sun NYC and you can catch the actual show here between and beyond live only at The Crane on October 21st at 7pm and October 23rd at 9.30pm.
0: Wonderful. Vic Lou and Life A Celebration.
11: You can find Paper Crane at papercrane.com. Crane spelled K-R-A-I-N-E. Like the theater where we will be performing. For this month's performance, it will be on October 25th at 7.30 p.m. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Paper Crane Productions.
0: And running us out, Miguel Loyola with your fabulous show, Odyssea and the Flowers of the Sun.
12: We're going to be on the Crane Theater the 28th and the 29th at 5 o'clock. And then we're going to be the 1st of November at 8.30 and the 2nd at 7 o'clock. And you can find more information about us in Instagram in Odisea and the Flowers of the Sun.
0: And the final voice to bring us home, of course, Martha Lorena Preve, If our listeners want more information about the Days of the Dead Festival, or about you, or about your show, which I believe is playing during this, Hamlet, La Telenovela, how can they do so?
1: Yes, we have a a Hamlet show tonight, if anyone in this call is not doing anything. So we are, if you want to find out more about the Days of the Dead Festival, follow Frigid New York on social media and Facebook. And also go to frigid.nyc to get tickets, to get times, to get all of the information or, of its show. And we'll be posting, we'll be posting on social media. We're emailing our our patrons. So you'll hear from us for sure. And well, I'm also part of Something From Abroad. So Regina already said, but you can find us at Something From Abroad and at Emoción, which is a co-producing, co-producing company with us.
0: Wonderful. I want to thank all of my guests for being incredible and for taking the time to join me today. Thank you all so much. All of your shows sound amazing. I can't wait to check them out. I hope our listeners will check all of them out or as many as they can, because this is a wonderful festival, another great festival that's part of our off-Broadway scene here in New York. And it's an incredible neighborhood. It's at the Historic Crane Theater, and it's put on by some incredible artists, which you've all just gotten to meet. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. So thank you all so much for your time and for sharing all of your insight and your knowledge today. Thank you very much.
6: Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My guests today have been several of the artists that are involved with the Days of the Dead Festival, which is being presented by Frigid New York. It's playing October 20th through November 2nd at Under St. Mark's and the Crane Theater. And you can get tickets and more information by visiting frigid.nyc. We're going to have more information posted about each of these individual shows, as well as some contact information in our episode description as well as our social media posts. But we cannot encourage you enough to head down to East 4th Street. Check out these great shows, this wonderful festival. It's the Days of the Dead Festival playing October 20th through November 2nd. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater.
1: In a stage whisper.
0: Thank you.
2: If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe.
0: You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod.
2: And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com.
0: And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.